Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Okay, I have questions for you. Are you interested in learning about the best practices for designing a channel partner program? Or maybe you're looking for why you should work with partners more in general. Or perhaps you are wanting to set up a partner program, but you just don't know what snags might come up in your partner ecosystem. Well, if you have any of those questions, you are in the right place. We are talking all things partnerships. This is Sastry in the Making. My name is Matt Wallach, and I am delighted to be joined by our special guest today, Cassandra Golston of PartnerTap. Cassandra, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here. And everybody should also know that Cassandra is now here in Arizona, where I am based. So I'm super excited to have her here as a local here in the Phoenix metro area. So, so cool that you're here too. Thank you, Matt. I've been having a great time quarantining in, in the heat. <laughs> no rain here. Hey, we're- <laughs> we're coming. It's uh, we're taping here in mid October, so we're coming into our really good time. I think you're going to like the winter. Let me tell everybody about what uh, what Cassandra's been doing lately. She is the CEO of PartnerTap, as I mentioned. That's a platform that helps channel and sales teams identify the biggest revenue opportunities with each partner and able to share relevant information. It's a really really slick system. Just makes that whole partner relationship very very easy. She was also a formerly a senior regional sales executive with Concur Technologies, where she won several President's Club awards. So when it comes to sales, when it comes to coming up with ways to connect with partners and generate more sales, Cassandra knows her stuff. So once again, Cassandra, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me about what's been going on lately with PartnerTap and what's coming up. It's a really exciting time at PartnerTap right now. You know, we've built a platform that helps connect organizations and sales teams. And being that we've unfortunately been going through this global pandemic, it's increasingly more difficult to make those partner connections drive net new business when conferences are just shut down. And so the old way of generating leads is just not possible anymore. And so PartnerTap has been growing leaps and bounds because everything is has been shut down. So we are so focused and I've been 100% focused on, you know, helping our team onboard all of our new customers and, you know, really scaling uh, what we've been doing at PartnerTap. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, really cool. And that's so true. And and something that I think just kind of going back to what you said there with conferences and such, I actually teach a course on how to maximize conferences and how to make sure you're getting the most out of them. And that's one of the things in there is too many times people are only thinking about your direct customers and who's going to stop by the booth when you're not really thinking about, hey, here's everybody else in your industry right here in one place and a phenomenal opportunity for partners. So I'm glad you mentioned that, even though right now in the pandemic, it's not happening. Um, Mm -hmm. But once we come back out of it and trade shows and conferences come back, it's a great way to do it. But Mm -hmm. in the meantime, PartnerTap makes it so much easier. Even after that, PartnerTap makes it so much easier to be able to connect to your partners, right? Right, right. 
I think prior to the pandemic, so many companies had the problem of too many leads and using an application that helped generate more pipeline just wasn't the top of the list because we had so many leads, we didn't know what to do with them, right? Now it's, we're dried up, we need more leads. And yeah, conferences is a big way that companies would have all that booth traffic, all those customers and prospects coming, the ones that, you know, did focus on the partners as well. You know, that one to many, you always have to think about your partners as your best prospect, because I'd rather go fish with a net than fish with a spear, right? I want a one to many than a one to one. And that's what partnerships do for you. It's a one to many. I can get many more introductions than, you know, just picking up the phone and trying to get in front of my prospects, right? I want to go and I want to fish where my partners have customers and many of those customers. That's how we need to get introduced today, right now, especially in the pandemic. So true. And and, and the other thing about that is not only is it that one to many, but the people that do come to you have already come to you through a referral. So somebody has told them you should use this program already and right. it makes it a much more qualified lead and somebody who's much more likely to close in my experience. Do you agree? Absolutely. If I'm going to be looking at any competition, right? So if I'm in a sales process and there's competitors in the opportunity if you were referred in, you're already coming in a level up because it's all based on trust, who I'm going to buy from, who's going to take care of me. If I know that my counterpart has already used this product or service, that's a big leg up, right? So yeah, partners is definitely the way that you need to be thinking about things. Yeah, I would agree totally. What led you to the idea to come up with PartnerTap? So I spent my career in software sales and actually prior to founding this company, three, three years prior to founding this company, I was actually the number one salesperson inside SAP Concur. So in order to consistently achieve that level of execution and status, you cannot just be working by yourself. I was lucky enough to work inside of a company that did have an expansive partner ecosystem. And I spent day after day building those relationships at the field level with those partner companies. So other people that were selling inside of my territory. And the work it took to figure out who inside of American Express are the salespeople that align with my territory. Find those people, build relationships with those people, and then who inside of you know these two hundred other travel management company partners that we work with align with Cassandra Goldston's territory, and who inside of ADP, and who inside of all of the other card partners? I mean, we have thousands of partners, wow. and so that process of having to constantly go find who these people were, build relationships, figure out what accounts they had compared to what accounts I had, where they could provide introductions. That's a full-time job. And so I just thought one day I tried to find a solution that would do account mapping. 
I thought, of course, there's something on the Salesforce app exchange to do this. When I saw there wasn't, I started researching the market and thinking about, you know, is there is there an opportunity to build something? And yes, there is a huge market opportunity. And I started doing the research myself of just talking to the companies that I partnered with. Would you use something like this? Would this be helpful? And yes, the market was there. The timing was right. And I spent a year banking every single commission check I made. That's a big thing about starting a company. You need a lot of personal burn has to be (laughs) in check. Um, And so I banked all of that commission and got ready to make the plunge and start a company. And, you know, I wanted to, I bet on myself and I knew, you know, I could build a great team. And I have a great team today that every day is is just passionate about, you know, helping companies find net new revenue and work on building trust in inside their ecosystem and unearthing those those hidden opportunities. So super exciting, um, starting from the sales side, and then now having a solution that we're selling. And, you know, salespeople are using it, channel people are using it. It's exciting to have sold something before that you weren't part of that founding team. And and now it's like nothing I've ever done. But as any salesperson, I think would feel the same thing that I feel about, you know, just having that thing that you can really back. It's um, so cool, right? When you're a founder and, and I can see it in your face, you just light up when you're talking about your company and your team. For everybody who's who's listening on the uh, podcast and not watching the video cast, she's just beaming when she talks about her team. And it's so cool to see because I have the same feeling myself. Yes. Yes. It's all about the team that you put around you and that is going to do the execution and make magic happen, honestly. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So for people who haven't quite set things up yet, what are some of the different ways companies can come together and partner to, mm-hmm. to help each other? So I always think if you're, you know, starting out in the partnership journey, it's great if you can identify some mutual customers to start. That gives you an inkling that, hey, we have a customer, they're using both of our technologies. There's probably some synergies here. And so that first is, is I think, and foremost is, is the best way to forge a partnership. You don't always have that, right? So you don't always have that mutual customer that you've identified. But if you do, that's that's a good way to think about who would be a great partner for you. The second thing is, if you're looking to partner with that large enterprise organization because you're thinking, I can gain a lot of market share, those large organizations are going to be great partners if you're solving a problem that their salespeople need to complete their solution. So if you find that niche technology that does solve that problem, you can really get in and and you need to figure out who inside that organization you can get to that will understand what you're doing and then align you with the right salespeople to help market your product. 
Oftentimes I see technology companies that think, oh, I'm going to go partner with this massive company because they have all these customers and they're just going to refer me in and we've done this press release and we're just going to get magically have a lot of net new pipeline. And then it doesn't work out. So you really have to understand where you fit in the story. So if you are that company that doesn't have a solution that helps complete that sales rep story, what you can do is you can get to a channel person, start building the relationship, start building trust and sharing leads with them. So anybody that is providing net new sales opportunities, they're going to get looked at. So sometimes you have to come into the relationship knowing you're going to be giving more than you're going to get to start, but you're Mm -hmm. building this relationship of, look, we're here, we're going to provide you value. And then people start to recognize, oh, this is a player in the market and they are bringing value to us. And they will start to open up those. Um, you really want to find those sellers that you know own the client business, can give you those referrals in that are listening to the problems their customers are having, that are trying to you know make that stickier solution, and then think about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does take time, and it's not something that can be done overnight. So a partner strategy is a strategy you put in place for the long game. And you really have to be honest with yourself and where you are as a company, where you fit in their partner strategy. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're a smaller partner, you don't have to bring a lot to the table unless you do have that application that they need to complete their solution. Then mm-hmm. it's all in. You need to get to the right channel people. You need to know what you have. You need to be building those relationships, getting on their marketplace. And yes, you can make huge gains in that way. So I think for the people that are thinking about, you know, what is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to found a company. What should I be building? Looking at some of these enterprise companies and seeing how they're segmented. What industries are they trying to gain access into right now and where does their technology fall short that isn't on their roadmap, but is something that you could build. Yeah, you could create a company and build a partner strategy just like that and really make some fast revenue gains. I love it. I love it. It's so true. I've had some of our best partners uh, have been that exact thing. Either we Mm -hmm. were a gap in their program or they were a gap in our program. And I've even had it where we fully sell the program, you know, that other system. So if you have a tight enough partnership and the programs are, you know, there's no gap between them and you can actually seamlessly roll between them, it it is beautiful because you can create that relationship of we're offering a more full package to the market. And whether it's from this system or this system, doesn't matter to them, their end result is they have a full offering that they're able to level their business up with. So I completely agree with that. That is a great way to do it. And I think that the next level thing that comes out of that, once you've gotten that relationship and it's been good for a few years, you get an exit partner. You get an acquisition Absolutely. partner out of it. You know, They start mm-hmm. seeing this as, hey, why don't we just fold this into our business? And now you've got your exit strategy. Yes. 
yes, partners are definitely a great exit strategy. So another reason why you think about the partner ecosystem very early and where you fit in and and who you should be partnered with and build those relationships with as high level individuals as you can, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's all good and it sounds fantastic and I highly recommend it, but let's go the other way. What are some of the potential issues that might come up when you have a partner ecosystem? What snags might create some trouble for anybody working this way? So there's always going to be channel conflict. Anytime people are involved across companies, um, the conflict is going to come up. And so having somebody in place that manages the partnership program for your organization, that is the person that is going to spend a big majority of their time building those relationships, keeping the trust going, doing what they're saying that your organization is going to do, and minimizing the channel conflict. Oftentimes, you're going to have sales teams that are going to be working together that you know will get a get paid on on each other's deals that they're referring in and. Anytime you have field teams, somebody thinks that this person shouldn't be compensated or they put a different partner on. I mean, there's so many things that happen. And that's why you need leadership at the top that believes in partnerships and you know is willing to execute a partner strategy. I think leadership that is really bought into partnerships and understands that we might lose a deal because of something that happened in our partner ecosystem. But we are going to gain so many more deals. So minimizing channel conflicts sometimes is about going, we need to do the right thing. And maybe the right thing is we have to compensate more than we thought we were going to in this situation. So channel conflict, it's a big deal. And you just, at the top, you need to lead your company with you need to be an authentic leader you need to you need to partner with companies that lead in the same way and have the same culture that you do because if you don't then you're going to have even more channel conflict so that is the most difficult piece of partnerships and that is why there's a lot of headcount inside of organizations as they scale for the partner programs Mm-hmm. Um, because you've got people that don't work for you that are executing the partnership, right? The, you know, the field teams on either side are working together, collaborating, and that's difficult. Sometimes people do things that just are not trustworthy. And it doesn't mean that the company as a whole is, is bad. Right. So partnerships is a tough job. It really is. A lot of it is just managing people and continuing to maybe clean up some old things that had happened in channel conflict. I mean, years ago, and and yeah. chain, you know, continuously educating both sides of the sales teams on why we should partner and why what has happened in the past has nothing to do with where our go forward strategy is. That's so true. I think that's really what it is. You said it, education and communication with your team to make sure that you continue to keep the relationship strong and moving forward is is huge. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. get 
scared and timid of some of those snags that can happen that you mentioned. And they kind of shy away from a partner channel, which is too bad because you're leaving a lot of money on the table. So let's look at, instead of shying away, what tips can you give, Cassandra, to to our listeners when it comes to their partner channel? What, what can they do to make sure that they're maximizing it? So we always talk about how a lot of partnerships are just a press release and then there's not no substance behind that mm, after. And so when you go in to begin your partnership, you definitely have to understand what are the KPIs we're trying to reach on both sides of the partnership, right? And tracking to those. And sometimes it's difficult if you are the smaller partner, but again, it's what are those KPIs you're going to do to make this larger partner start to recognize you as that partner that they should be tearing up in their partner program. So KPRs are huge. Having business reviews with those partners, getting them on calls. I read a stat recently that said 60% of a partner meeting is just building trust and friendships, right? And then the other portion of the meeting is where we're talking about what we're going to deliver to the business on behalf of our this partnership, staying in line with that and doing what we're saying we're going to do. So I think the biggest thing is, is if you're not going to hit the KPIs and you are falling short, it's having that cadence to continue the conversation mm-hmm. and talk about ways that you can change things up. So I think everybody is so regimented and this is the plan. So this is what we're going to do. And then if we're missing the plan, what how are we going to change? It's okay to change, right? Especially in a new partnership, because we're forecasting on, you know, what the KPI should be. And oftentimes, the partnership, there's no data, right? We haven't sent leads. So we don't know what our close rate is. We don't know how many referrals we're even going to get or deal regs. We don't even know what the potential market opportunity is. So in the plug partner tab, You've got to have a way to actually bring data together to figure out what is the potential market opportunity and where is it? And if you know that, then you can actually project potential KPIs that -hmm. you could hit. So now there's no excuse. There are solutions to give that market opportunity data up front um, that's actually real right? Because it's coming from the your actual accounts inside of your CRMs. So that's what I would say about building the partnerships from the start. I think that's really, really helpful and so important. And uh, I know we're, we're running out of time, but I just want to you know, say this has been really, really helpful. So many people think very you know, ambiguously about partnerships. They don't realize that it needs a structure. It needs a process. And it's really important to have that in place and having your program kind of make that so much easier is really helpful. I know you didn't touch on that, but I want to make sure everybody understands that. So PartnerTap can really, really deliver that. But how can our audience learn more about what you're doing in PartnerTap and make sure that they have an understanding of how it can help them move forward? Yes. So you can find us online, PartnerTap.com. Lots of information on our website. Also, you can find us on Twitter, at PartnerTap, uh, LinkedIn. So we're on all the sites. 
Okay, perfect. Well, once again, we've been talking with Cassandra Golston, the CEO of PartnerTap. So Cassandra, thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. It's been great. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And for everybody listening, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you make uh, get that subscription button hit so that you can get constant updates of when we release new episodes, which is every week. We're always talking with experts, always giving you actionable tips so that you can improve your businesses. So this has been a great time listening to Cassandra Golson and PartnerTap and all about partnerships. And I am looking forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation. 